What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the NBA betting lines. I want to talk about now, and we're doing a deep dive on some futures and some win, you know, win losses projections. We have the the full season one, but want to do a deep dive on on some of the teams that are that are gaining you know a bit more traction. So one of them that's interesting is the Golden State Warriors. This is a tougher bet. The over under win total, most of the books have it at fifty one and a half. Their odds to win the title is plus six hundred. Let's analyze both things for a second. So first off, their odds to win the title are the second best odds, right? The Clippers were plus 550. The Warriors plus 600. So let's analyze kind of both and the over-under 51.5. So according to Vegas, the over-under 51.5 would peg them as about the 3-4 seed. They're in that area, which is, you know, that's a good, good over-under total. The question becomes... Is Golden State coast, or they do they or do they not coast? Right, meaning you would think a team in their position, which is a veteran team, obviously looking to repeat as champions, would pace themselves a little bit over the course of the season. Right, they would rest guys like Clay Curry might get some time off. They have Jordan Poole who could. You know, do great things, obviously. And that could cost them a few wins, right? Now, Dallas in the 48 range, and Memphis is in that 47 range as well. So, look, I, I think, and I've said this before, I think the Phoenix under, you got to hammer that under. I, I think Phoenix is going to be in for a weird turmoil season. Um, and a lot of that was just due to luck, right? Like, you know, Chris Paul's going to get, I think, destroyed for it, which isn't fair. But again, like, look, Aiden looks great, so Phoenix could be good. So you first got to figure is Golden State, how comfortable are you in that, you know, calling them in that 3-4 seed, right? Now, like, the Clippers, who have a higher over-under, do the same thing. They coast. The Lakers are going to have to do the same thing. So when you have all these, like, front-ended teams that are your best teams to win a title in the West, if you say, and they're all coasting, something's got to give. So it's like, who's coasting less? They're all going to want a top four seed. The what? And there's a few teams in that mix that are going to try. Denver's going to try. Memphis is going to try. So Denver and Memphis are two teams to look at the over in win totals because, uh, well, look, again, everyone's going to try. But they're really pushing for a, a top seed in the playoffs. They want to probably avoid some of those aforementioned teams until late, right? Even though they'd be the Clippers in the bubble, still is the bubble. You know, they like to avoid a, a team like a Denver or Memphis wants to avoid a Golden State, Lakers, Clippers until the conference finals. As low as I am on the Lakers, I, I believe they'd want to avoid them. Your bet chance of doing that is probably getting a top seed, even if they coast. At least that's the hope, right? So Golden State at 51.5 is probably one of the tougher bets. It really is. Let's analyze our team for a second, right? So. Look, their likely starting lineup, again, because they're going to coast a little bit, is not going to be the same it is throughout. They have Curry, Clay, Wiggins, Green, probably Weissman is going to get some minutes there, or Looney, okay? It's a solid lineup. The thing I look for with Golden State is really the starters. The thing that really propelled them last year throughout the regular season when you have injuries is, the, is really the quality of depth. On this team, so obviously Jordan Poole being able to, to to play well and be a number one guy on, on a lot of nights when you're in Charlotte or, or you know 
hosting the Detroit Pistons with things like that. He could really compel your team to a victory, and that, that's enough to do that. But the minor guys made a big difference last year. We talked about this with Golden State. They nailed all their veteran signings. So guys like Nemana Bielitsa, Otto Porter Jr., that was, that was huge for them. This time around, they lost a, a couple of key guys. So obviously they lost um, you know, Otto Porter Jr. to, um, to Toronto. But they picked up a few guys too. Jermichael Green's a huge pickup, and Dante DiViencio is a big pickup. I want to talk about them for a second, right? Those are classic, um, great. They belong in an NBA rotation, and, and I can't say enough about that. If you pick up guys at the veteran minimum or close to, or just or just low contract guys who could play for you in a playoff rotation, they could be like your eighth, ninth man, and you'd be fine. That's really solid. So Dante Viencho um, allows you now when when let's say a Curry sits out, you don't have to start him, but he he can get 20, 25 minutes off the bench. And, and really be that key for you in, in you know those few games to kind of get you over the rut. Uh, same thing with Jermichael Green. Jermichael Green was a great you know third forward for Denver. Could play a little three and four. Space as well. Smart vet. Great pickup. So they really nail, Golden State does extremely well that most teams don't always. Um, they, they spend frugally. Now look, they had two big they had two big losses. They had a big loss they didn't even know. The Gary Payton Jr. loss is quite significant. I don't think people understood how big that was. Now, am I saying Portland's going to be good because of him? Not necessarily. But if Payton, Payton was one of the best defensive guards in the league last year, people didn't understand this. There was a stat, I think, um, cleaning the glass had it, of how many points net a player prevented based on his one-on-one defense against ball handlers. It's kind of specific. But I like stats when you look at the list that it's producing – kind of passes the sniff test of like, okay, these are these are some really strong defenders. So you had guys like Danny Green on the list. Um, you know, Marcus Smart was was on the list later. But one of the guys at the top of that list, uh, Derek Jones Jr., uh, one of the guys at the top of the list was Gary Payton. And I don't want to overrate, but underrate that loss. Now, it was a loss for five wins, ten wins, whatever. But I think he was a key to some of those late games, and that re, that replacement of Peyton to DiViencio is going to be rough, and that downgrade for Porter Jr. Jermichael Green is rough. So I think each one is worth about a win. They won 53 last year. So that puts me, look, it's a tough bet. That makes it tight. Now then you could now we flip the other way. Okay, so they got a little worse because of the veteran losses. Fine, let's acknowledge that. I'm sure they got some wins, but net-net, that's a loss. Aton, what about the Upgrade of, of the youth, Moses Moody, Kaminga, Weissman. I don't know yet, right? Like, a lot of times when you play youth, they're inefficient to start, right? So it's very normal when you have a even a really outstanding rookie. It is extremely normal for that rookie to put up good numbers. Look at Cade Cunningham last year. Put up good numbers, but do so inefficiently, right? Cade Cunningham was a great example. For all accounts, he had a good year, good statistical year. Put up like 17-5-5. and five for the second half of the year. Nice, solid numbers. But he had a, a true shooting under 50%. And and look, he'll figure that out. That, that'll happen over time. Kevin Durant shot 42% from the league his rookie year. So I don't. I think Moses Moody, Kaminga, and Weissman are going to be extremely beneficial for Golden State You know, in, in a year or so. But not all of them are going to be efficient. I, I can't see here with a straight face saying they're all going to be a 100% net positive. 
Like, you could struggle with some of those guys. Now, I don't know if that's a win or a loss there, okay? But then the thing I keep going back to is, okay, what else is happening in the West? Phoenix had a 64-win team last year. Vegas is saying this year it's going to be more bunched up, both the conferences. So you have, like, five teams now in that 48- to 53-win window. Where does Golden State fall among the teams? Here are the teams based on Vegas' over-unders. It's the Clippers. It's the Grizzlies, it's the Warriors, it's the Nuggets, and it's the Phoenix Suns. Those are the five teams that Vegas has around kind of bunched together. Now, Dallas, you could say, could sneak in there. The Dallas is the sixth one. And by the way, you have uh, Minnesota and New Orleans, who are in the 45-46 range. So eight teams within an eight-game difference per Vegas. So you do over-unders, each game matters. And I think that big difference is key. Now, Golden State's going to want to repeat, obviously. And we talk about incentives and all that, right? And you gotta, you got to have to kind of rank them. So, like, if you're the third seed in the West, you got to say if you're the third seed in the West, there's a 60% chance you're going to be over 51 wins. Okay, so let's do the math there. Now you got to ask, what are the odds that... Golden State is at least the three seed. So if, if I look, I would say if you say they have even a 50 50, let's say right off the bat, we know, and I, I almost peg these in, um, that Memphis is going to be better, uh, and one of Clippers Denver is going to be better. Fine. And then I think they have about a, a, a let's say it's a 70, even of a 75% chance of being the, the three seed. So I was 70% chance. So you do 0.7 times 0.6. Remember, there's a 60% chance that the 3CDV gets 51 wins, or more than 51 wins. 0.7 plus 0.6 is 0. 0.42, 42%, so sub 50%. Right? Now, I would say their odds of getting 3C is probably, let's call it even, you know, 60% or 50%. If it's 50%, then they're going to be the 3 seed. Um, and then that seed gets you a 60% chance at over 51 wins, you got to take the under. That's thirty, about 30 to 33% chance that they get over 51 wins. So the odds are them to get the under. Would I be surprised to get the over? No. Again, my feelings are some of the net veteran losses are actually quite significant. I think the downgrade from Autumn Porter Jr. to Michael Green isn't, is not crazy big, but it's a little big. And then the downgrade from Divi, uh, from Peyton to Viencho is actually quite significant. Viencho is going to be good for them. Peyton was, was critical. They didn't realize. And then finally, I do think, you know, the Green thing, I think that could play out. That, that's not so great. He is, you know, Green's going to regress a little bit. Curry is due to regress. He hasn't yet, so we'll see. Clay is due to have some time out, right? They were healthier than most would have thought last year. Poole could take a step, so that could, you know, prevent that. But again, that combo, that trio of Weissman, Moody, Kaminga could help and hurt. They're going to try to integrate them in the rotation. They might force it a little bit in lieu of wins. I see them closer to 48, 49, still in that 4 5 range. I think they're confident enough that if they're in the top six, they feel like they got a chance to win the title. That's the veteran mentality, right? They're not going to try to uh, scr scrunch out, you know, wins or losses. So, again, I'm taking the under on Golden State. And the future's plus 600. I would avoid it completely. That's a crazy bet, right? Like, I think they should be closer to plus 850, right? Um I think there's three key teams that are going to win the title. Like, there's, there's a clear top three, in my opinion. 
that people are picking. It's the Clippers and the Bucks are the top two. And then the third is probably Brooklyn if they get their act together. Okay. So the Warriors are at best fourth. If you're fourth, that's going to be plus 800, not plus 600. Avoid that. Take the under Golden State. Those are the Warriors' odds to come into 